When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, it is your boy, Marcus Johnson. We are back. We got another brand that is working with us that we want you guys to support. So, check this out. He's a Raiders fan, the owner as well, Panda Supplements. We got discount code 35% off. Discount code TDL for 35% off. Now, what is Panda Supplements? Panda Supplements is typical nutritional supplements with it's a lot of different flavor because everything is natural, right? So you're getting your, you know, you get the proteins, you got the green drinks, you got the, you got the, uh, the free workouts, whatever you want. We got that with Panda Supplements. So make sure you check this out. One of my favorite ones, the Sleepy Supplement. This one helps me get some sleep because I don't sleep doing these films. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I do these all night. So I need some help getting to sleep. Make my Panda Supplements. One of my other favorite ones right here is the greens right the green superfood get you some immune boost right you know what i mean laser focused digestive enzymes you know what i'm saying help everything get better down here as well so you know it's a whole lot of things we got some focus as well so go ahead check out the website like i said panda supplements discount code tdl for 35 percent off check it out Everybody, we are back. It is Tape Don't Lie. It's your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders everything. We are back. Make sure you guys already know what to do. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you dislike it. Leave a comment if you like it. Leave a comment if you don't like it. Also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at the Mark John NFL for me. At BD Williams 18 for BD. And you know, you all sit at the bottom Panda Supplements discount code TDL for 35% off. All right, so make sure you guys represent and go ahead and uh, support. All right, Panda Supplements, pandasubs.com. Make sure you guys go up there and check that out for sure. All right, BD, we got the depth chart. The depth chart is out, you know. I did my time at training camp. I acted like I was a media guy for a little bit. I didn't ask any questions because, you know, you know, I, I wanted to soak it in. I wanted to see what what how how everything kind of worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to kind of just jump into something I don't really know about, to be honest. And okay, but you know, it was it was a good experience, though. You know? I mean, let let's start let's start the show off like that. So I mean, you know, talk talk about being there, training camp on the sideline. You know, first of all, like you know. You had a press pass, so you you had that kind of like exclusive access, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. what'd you learn? What'd you learn coming from like not a journalist perspective because we get the beat writer perspective all the time, right? Yeah, coming from a guy who watches film, you're 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 used to watching X's and O's, so you're watching it live. What are your takeaways? Um, I, I think that NFL practice is easy as hell. <laughs> I think that's the first takeaway I took. I was like, man, 
if high school football practice was like this, man, how many kids would come out? <laughs> you know, that's what I was thinking. You know, saying there'd be a lot more kids playing football if all football practice was like that, in my opinion. Kind of just, you know, kind of relax. Yeah. Right. It's like you basic know? training, though. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. you're you're coming off the couch. All right. Nine times out of 10. Guy showing up to football practice out of shape. All right. Like, that's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, all right. if, if we had these kids playing three sports all year round, yeah, I thought we could we could be a little bit more lax in football practice, right? But they're playing video games all year round and then showing up the football practice. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, yeah, but uh, but it was just it, it was interesting to me. Just uh, that that was the probably the, the most thing that popped out of me a little bit. I mean, senior bowl practice was, t- was tougher than that, man. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. It's like <laughs> watching it live in the front. I was like, man, these guys are just chilling, just they're dancing, doing sluggo drills, and just catching the ball. They're dancing to music, and just a whole vibe out there. You know what I mean? I'm the NFL. <laughs> the um, there are definitely going to be people who hear this and go, you know, oh, the Raiders are they're not working hard enough. They're going to come back to this. Any struggles that the Raiders have this year, they're going to come back to this episode and be like, Marcus. Dog, I bet it. that's every NFL practice, though. I really feel like it's, I'm sure there's NFL practices that are, like, even more turned up than that because the music cut off when they got to, like, the 11-11s and 7-on-7s. They didn't play any music. It was just during, like, the drills, the opening drills a little bit. He gave them a little taste of it, like 10 minutes of music. Here's your 10 minutes of hip-hop, and then – no more music. Let's get to the X's and O's. But yeah, I thought a couple of things I noticed, which is are just a couple of tips I really didn't talk about on live stream, is that they're gonna be really up tempo, which I really like. They're gonna be, they're gonna be moving fast, fast, fast. Very um, I think they're gonna be moving really, really fast, calling plays. Um, they're getting ready for audibles in um, loud places. You know what I mean? Um, they're playing a lot right. of noise, getting rid of audibles, doing some drills like that, kind of like doing some walkthrough type of stuff. So, I mean, it, it, just watching Josh McDaniels practice and how kind of they come with that Patriots mindset of, you know, the, the small things. Because, you know, doing that loud noise and just practicing the audibles in the loud noise, I thought that's that's like a really small tidbit that not everybody would think of because they really weren't trying to go full speed at that moment. Right. It wasn't really about a full speed trying to figure out. They're trying to work on communicating when they can't hear each other. Right. Right. So they know all the checks. What's the checks? Make sure they're doing the checks correct. You know what I mean? Make sure they're doing the right things. Make sure they're knowing the lines, knowing where the checks are. You know what I mean? So. Uh, I mean, I to me, to me, that sounds like getting ready. Like, look, look at who the Raiders play. Okay. I mean, wh- wh- where are the loudest stadiums in the NFL? Seattle and Kansas City. City, uh-huh. Kansas City, right? Like that's yeah, uh-huh. two, two times. I mean, one time at least, right? We're going to play mm-hmm. in Kansas City. So, yeah. you know, the, Ra- the I mean, Raiders getting ready for that uh, environment early on. I think that you see maybe they like this is the goal, beating Kansas City. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're built to beat those teams, man. I, I feel like that's just what they're trying to do. So I feel like they're they got some tough corners outside that can push around some of these finesse teams. I mean, the Chargers are a finesse team, Chiefs are a finesse team. I think they got some 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 physical corners that can push guys around. Um, they, they want Nate Hobbs to get physical. They want Amik Robinson to get physical at like this. So I think you know Amik's having a good camp and he's getting a lot of run because he's always a physical corner. He's not scared to get in the, in that mess. He's not scared. 
And uh, he had some great reps against Hunter Renfro that I really liked. And I think he's ready to take the next step. And, and just just if they get that mentality out of him where we're not trying to put him in zone and make him do a couple crazy things when, you know, we want to move some guys around, we can bring him in and put him in the slot, play press man in, in the red zone or something like that. And Patrick Graham is not scared to have specialty corners. I think that's that's a thing that we're going to start seeing too. Man, you didn't <laughs> – Sneaky, sneaky, Marcus. You didn't tell me. You didn't tell me about Meek Robertson locking down her number from the slide. Oh, I didn't tell you. Oh, I didn't tell you that. Yeah, I didn't. I you, used to play. You put, that on, you put that on Twitter. You put that on Twitter. Oh, I, didn't I did see that. Oh, I did. Okay, I did. okay. I, did. I, did. I think I okay. did. All right. So I, I mentioned the live stream though, because I, I, I I've was been. Okay. Okay. So let's look at it like this. Okay. I mean, well, I'll save that. I'll save that. But okay. the reason why I brought up Kansas City, okay. Look, you're talking about crowd noise. They're, they're being crowd noise. Okay, You're talking about some of the defensive personnel. You told me you you saw a bunch of dime out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of dime. Dime is for Kansas City, right? It's for mm-hmm. – and, and Los Angeles Chargers, teams who don't run the ball, mm-hmm. obviously, right? You're yeah. getting dime, okay? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's, gonna, it's always going to be an upgrade if you got – instead of – Denzel Perryman, you got Jonathan Abram right there. It's going to be a slight upgrade, right? And coverage wise, right? Yeah. So um, that's, I mean, obviously, if if you're telling me that you're seeing a lot of that personnel grouping, you're telling me they're they're practicing for crowd noise. It seems to me like Kansas City is on the agenda. That's the team that they're getting ready to play against and beat. Like they're spending their entire summer getting ready for Kansas City. Well. well they're the kings of the AFC West, man. I mean, they have won the AFC West. I don't know how many times since Andy Reid's been there. Probably. I don't want to count. <laughs> I don't, don't want to count. count. Don't even want to count how many times it's happened. But, no. you know. Uh, We're not going to count winning, on the show. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely interesting, some of those things. I definitely want to talk about Amik Robertson when we get to the defensive part of the depth chart. Here, um, so we're going to talk about offensive part of the depth chart. We're going to talk about defense part of the depth chart. I want to talk to you about offensive line, though. Okay. Because I'm hearing a lot of stuff, okay, coming out of the beat reporters, coming out, you know, tweets from beat reporters, and it's making it seem as though Leatherwood, this guy's fighting for a roster spot. And the depth chart comes out today, and the guy's starting – Right tackle on the depth chart. Okay, so what what's happening? Okay, what's happening that's making these guys, these beat reporters, think that oh, Leatherwood isn't in good standing, even though he clearly is just fine. He's not out there with Colton Miller a lot. Basically, he's not out there with Colton Miller a lot. Brandon Parker is. There's a main five, I guess, that runs with Derek Carr. You can say at this point, and it's uh, Parker, Cotton, um, James. Simpson and Miller, right? Um, you know, Simpson and James and Miller, I mean, their positions are pretty much locked. I mean, sometimes Parham will come in for Simpson, but it's like once every like 15 snaps, maybe. You know what I mean? He could, uh, Parham comes in for Cotton a lot more than he comes in for um, Simpson. So it's mostly, I think it's still a little bit of a battle between Parham and Cotton. I'm not going to say Cotton has that job. Right. I think that's some people are trying to already put him there. I'm not going to say that. I think Parham has a, a really good chance to take that from him. All right. It's that, that chance is there. 
he's not taking up the center from Andre James, I don't think, though. I think there's 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 go ahead. I'm I'm curious about this rotation that you're talking okay. about here. Okay. So when Derek Carr is under center, right? Um, you're telling me Leatherwood is not in there at right tackle ever? He is, he is. He, he is. is. He is sometimes, yes. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. It's just more often than at the same time as Colton Miller and Derek Carr and like those guys all together. Those no, two no, no, together. no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Let, let me bring this back. So Leatherwood is really going in and out with Parker. So Parker will probably play like four snaps, and then Leatherwood will do like two or three snaps, and then they'll go second team. Or if it like Parker would do, if they're doing more snaps with the first team. Parker would do like six snaps, and then Leather will come and do like four snaps, and then they switch out. Or another thing they were doing a lot, which, you know, I saw Vic Tafer tweet out like two days after I tweeted it out, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> that uh, that the Brandon Parker was playing left tackle while Leatherwood was playing right tackle. So that happened a lot, too, because they're trying to get some work just in case Miller goes down. Parker moves right over to the left tackle. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, what does that mean about Brandon Parker? He's the swing tackle. He's a swing <laughs> tackle. <laughs> These guys have seen it. They've seen it with their own eyes, and they're just saying Leatherwood, it all, he's fighting for a roster spot. That's what I thought, too. I'm like, oh, he's the swing tackle, then. <laughs> I thought that on Thursday. I was so, it's funny. I, I, was, uh, I, I was talking to other reporters, and we're t- we, she was they're watching it with me, right? And I was like, "Yeah, they keep moving Brandon Parker to left tackle a lot." And so I guess he's just like the sweet tackle. I mean, right? That's basically he's the swing tackle. <laughs> right there for you to see, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, but it is also clear that Leatherwood. Obviously, it's not like slam dunk for him. He no, has no, 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 no taking control of that spot, yeah. right? Yes. So 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 you know, we're, t- we're talking about the depth chart right already, guys. We've kind of already deep dived a little bit into it. All right. So let's bring it up a little bit. You know, we kind of um talked about it, right? Leatherwood kind of started off with that, which is kind of the big surprise, right? So let's bring it up. Let's bring up offense all together. I mean it's pretty simple around, you know, of course Devontae Adams is number one. I, I you know usually teams these days, what do they usually start off with 11 personnel here, right? But we got we got some 21. This is some pure... A little twist. A little twist here, right? Some 21 personnel, right? Now, we got Hunter Renfro as wide receiver two, which he really is, if you think about it. <laughs> he naturally he is. is wide receiver two, right? right. Um, so we thought that, you know, we thought that was interesting. What, what are your thoughts on that? So, what are you thinking? When I look at this, when I look at this depth chart, to me, this makes it seem as though if the Raiders were to come out in 21 personnel, meaning two backs, quarterback, two backs in the backfield, a tight end, and there's only two wide receivers out there, you know, your dad's football, right? Pro personnel, 21 personnel, that means the X would be Dante Adams and the Z would be Hunter Renfro. I said that to you and you disagreed or you said that that doesn't seem like maybe um, what you envisioned with McDaniels. 
Mm-hmm. But that's what the depth chart looks like to me. So I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? So I think I think it matters in certain situations. I think you'll see that probably in the red zone. I think you'll see him out there, um, so they can get him isolated one on one on some of those yeah. shorter routes that they really like. They're really working that uh, in the red zone when I was out there. Was a lot of the shorter routes that they do, um, where they can get him isolated one on one. He can do his thing. Um, I think they're going to do a lot of that. A lot of the fades. Um, we're going to see a lot of that with them, uh, but they're not going to use him on fades. They're going to use him on a lot of shake routes to isolate him. Right? Yeah. So sure. I think I think when you see that, when you see that twenty-one personnel, hell yeah, he's going to be out there uh, at that point. But you know, one thing I pointed out to, to Matt Holder, and I asked him um, if he's ever seen a drill where like they just separate the slot receivers from the wide receivers, right, from the outside receivers, and you know, he, he was like. You know, not really. And I, it was so interesting to me that how they did that. Like, he only did, like, slot work. Like, he didn't do Ren- a lot of Renfro. outside receiver. Yeah. Renfro, DJ Turner, and I think uh, Justin Hall, they mainly did slot work, right? A lot of the slot, the option routes, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we're out here giving out whatever. But, you know. Uh, so, question, real quick. Question. Yeah. When McDaniels gets into 21 personnel, does he, first of all, does he get into 21 personnel? Heavy. We're going to see a lot okay. of that. They, so he does get into 21 personnel. Is he condensing the wide receiver down, and is that wide receiver inserting and blocking very often? So like, do we see that guy as like a lead blocker type? That extra uh, It depends on the formation. So like if they're doing like a lot of the crack tosses, you'll see that they like to have those guys be – those type of receivers um, get physical and get that push. You know, Hunter Renfro can do that. You know, but, you know, how much do you want to put him in, in that type of position? So, you right. know, the last couple, last couple of years, they haven't really had that short, s- sneaky, uh, you know, sneaky athletic <laughs> uh, slot receiver out there um, in New England. I mean, they had Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is more like a Devontae Adams type of player, in my opinion. And I'm not saying he's Devontae Adams, but uh, he's more of that. He's not he's not uh, Hunter Renfro, okay? And so – it's gonna be interesting I'm, to see I'm how they use at, I'm laughing at the sneaky, the sneaky athlete <laughs> comment. That's pretty good. They, they haven't had a, a coach's son out there, you know. <laughs> exactly. So uh, since they, quicker, since quicker they, than fast, quicker than fast, quicker than fast, quicker okay. than fast guy. He's a uh, hard but, worker. I'm sorry. That, is, that makes me weak. Those, those jokes are very funny. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. So uh, uh, that's that's not necessarily the archetype of what you've seen McDaniels have like last uh, couple years, last few years. I completely agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. But what about Edelman? Edelman will line up a Z, though, right? He would line up a Z in 21 personnel last couple years. Uh, at times. Um, at times. But, like, uh, you know – I mean, you might be right on that because you know I haven't really watched when they, you know, when Edelman was there. I really haven't sit back, sat back and watched that kind of offense because I watched a lot to twenty seventeen, um, but that was with Danny Amendola. But Amendola didn't really go outside, you know. What I mean, Amendola right. was in the slot. That Chris Hogan I mean, moved around. Look, so are we saying Hunter Renfro is going outside? No, we're talking about one personnel group, and obviously Hunter Renfro is going to be a slot god, right? Like that's going to yeah. be his thing, right? Yeah, he's gonna, yeah. So yeah, we know that, but. There is like a little wrinkle that we're talking about rundowns. Maybe Hunter Renfro lines up outside. It's probably not as big a deal as we're, what we're making it right now. But yeah, <laughs> in that in that situation, I mean, I think that the really valid point that you brought up, getting them lined up out wide, 
getting them in and out, um, you know, on the goal line. I like that. Let's talk about Keelan Cole real quick. Okay. You you talked about him, okay, um, a few weeks ago. Maybe that was last week, actually. You know, out of camp, I heard a lot of talk about Tyron Johnson. Yeah. I heard, yeah. you know, I heard about um, Demarcus Robinson, I guess, a lot. There was another guy. Matt Collins. Were, yeah, Matt Collins. We are talking about, okay, Keelan Cole looks like solidly like he is in control of his destiny here. Backing up Hunter Renfro's spot, it seems like on the depth chart. It seems like in 11 personnel with three wide receivers out there, who are we? Who are we going to look at, or who did you see out there? Was it Keelan Cole on the outside, or was it Matt Collins on the outside with that first personnel grouping? It was Tyron Johnson. It wasn't. It was uh, Tyron Johnson and Matt Collins were going back and forth. Keelan Cole really didn't get any run with the first team hmm. um, when I was out there. So that's why I, that's, I thought that was interesting. I mean, he is the, the veteran player. You might expect him to do that, but you know, I said I think Tyron Johnson has to step on him, and I, just from a more explosive and younger player. Yeah, I mean, I think Keelan Cole should make the team over Demarcus Robinson, and I really like this depth if they had this five, this five right here, man. So you got uh, Devontae Adams, Matt Collins, Tyron Johnson, Hunter Renfro, Keelan Cole. Because to be honest, five only five. If they had, I mean, six Six wide receivers. I mean, they're probably gonna go six, but if they're gonna go six, I would take. uh, I don't know. I really like. Oh, 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 oh! You think (laughs) you think five because they're gonna keep five backs. No, I'm not even saying they're, they're going to keep five wide receivers because I think they still might keep six. Because that's just that's just what you do in today's NFL. You need as many wide receivers as you need, right? Yeah. Um, so, and I think they're going to pass a lot. I'm going to tell you that right yeah. now. They're going to pass a lot. Okay. All right. So, but I, I'm just saying, is that if that's your main five, you know, if that's your main five and then you have a six guy behind that, I think that's a really stacked Wide receiver room. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, Devonta Adams, Hunter Renfro, Keelan Cole, who would start for like the like the Jags or something, and then <laughs> or the Texans, and then literally, you know, literally, you know, or, Ty- or Tyron Johnson, right? Uh, so um, that that that's kind of my 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 thing with that. Like a lot of these guys is pretty stacked because even if they keep Demarcus Robinson, that's a good six man. So right, just. That is a great six, yes. So that's a great six. So they're really stacked at wide receiver. I think at running back, they're really stacked too. Um, I know Brandon Bolden is probably going to make this team. Even though, I mean, I think he's just going to make it just because he's he's just Brandon Bolton. Uh, Zamir White has a great shot. I think Amir Abdullah, man, he's a kick returner. He's already got a kick returner spot. And he's already he, starting. He's, he's been running started. with the first team. I, I should find that picture and put up on the board. I, mean, I should make it the cover of like with uh, Amir Abdullah just running right next to Derek Carr, everybody ignoring it. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like he's out there with Derek Carr, like a lot, guys. Like nobody's because nobody's it's twenty two. Like nobody's he's long hair. It's like he's short. It's pretty noticeable to me. I don't I don't get it. Uh, Kenyon Drake, <laughs> Kenyon yeah, Drake. staring at Alex Leatherwood the entire practice. Like they can't see anything else. It's crazy to me. I just had kids. Nobody's talking about that. And he's he was he's getting a lot of run. <laughs> like this is more than I was expecting. Like, why is he getting okay, Amir Abdullah? All right, Amir. Learn that Amir playbook Abdullah. or something. He's learned that playbook it's, or something. It's funny because on the depth chart here, he's four, but I think, yeah, four wide receiver four backs. Yeah, they're gonna keep four backs for sure. 
And yeah. then, I mean, and they're going to play around with the pup. They're going to play around with the injury reserve, partially their injury reserve. They're going to keep like six of these guys around on the roster, stash a couple, you know, something like a guy like Britton Brown on the practice squad. Who's yeah. going to who's gonna poach Britton Brown off the practice squad? <laughs> he ain't even played a game, played a stash yet. Straight to the practice squad. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> For your service, <laughs> yeah, because Amir White's making this team because he looks really, he looks good, man. I think he's really good. He looks, he looks explosive. So then, to me, it sounds like Bolton's on the bubble. <sighs> if I had to take, I think Kenyon Drake might be a little bit on the bubble. Kenyon Drake might be a little bit on the bubble. They can't cut him because of the the price. They might be trying to be looking to trade him, I think, or something. Try to ship him off. Oh, like I see what they're gonna do. He's gonna go crazy in preseason. They're going to have a package of like eight plays to highlight Kenyon Drake. Drive that trade value up, baby. Yeah. Get, get someone to take a chance on the on the salary. Guaranteed. I don't know, man. Uh, you might have a point there, man. I don't know. Because he was running with the twos a lot. That's what I was saying. I was like, yes, is he, is he going to play an Hall of Fame game? That would be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe not though. Um, but you know, I think Zamir White has he has to get a lot of run in the in the um, Hall of Fame. He's got to play. He's got to play in the Hall of Fame. Game. He's yeah, got to yeah, get like yeah. a lot of run. Him, yeah, him, and, him and Brown. Dula. That's it. No, Brown's like a play. He's hurt, man. Brown's hurt. And then what about this guy Austin Walter? Who is that? No, this is some. That's a camp body. So then Zamir White <laughs> just played the entire game. Thirty carries. Zamir White. <laughs> 300 yards rushing. Let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, a little bit more of the offensive line, I guess. We can talk about when we get to, we haven't got the defense yet. Uh, uh, we got. So, oh, okay. You want to talk about offensive line real quick? Okay. There was one real thing quick. That so, we got Illuminor's at guard, which I thought was interesting because he played no guard at camp. Okay. Um, Who's this so, Grasu guy? Grasu. See, it was interesting. Grasu got some run during the uh, the uh, the rushing period. He got some run with Derek Carr playing mm-hmm. guard, mm-hmm. both guard spots and center. Yeah, I like that. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah, is so, he, I mean. How tall is this guy? Is he big? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, he's not big at all. He's a, he's a, he's a smaller uh, yeah, interior yeah. office lineman. Yeah. Um, okay. So... But Andre James, he looked really good, man. So he's he's Andre James must watch tape. Don't lie on my slander. So he's he's been motivated. All right, good. All right, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. But but you know, I thought that was interesting. The last couple of things, you know, I I don't think the these other tackles are really going to get any run. I think it's just Leatherwood, Miller, and Parker. Parker's a swing tackle, and I think that's how it's going to go because I think Leatherwood looked better than him in pads. I'm keep real. Max Crosby just bull rushed him, and Brennan Perger got bull rushed like they've always been getting bull rushed for five years. So, I, when I saw that one on ones, I was like, same guy. All right. <laughs> Checked off. Still can't stop a bull rush. Same guy. Same guy. All right, BD. You're a defense now. 
anything stand out to you on defense here? Yeah, so there's a couple things that are okay. interesting to me about this. Uh, first of all, like they did with offense, they went with the base personnel grouping on defense. Uh, a 4-3 is the base, right? Usually NFL depth charts, they'll have like at least like a third corner out there minimum. And yeah. nowadays they only have two linebackers on the depth chart, right? So mm-hmm. that's that that was interesting. So if that's the case, if this is the starting eleven in base personnel, it would suggest at least that Nate Hobbs is starting on the outside. You saw Nate Hobbs in camp. Mm-hmm. He played on the outside in camp. Inside and outside. He played inside and outside. Yes. Okay. So, so I'll, I'll explain yes. it like this. I'll explain mm-hmm. it like this. So when Anthony Averett and Rocky Sin and and him were on the field, he was inside. Right. And if they, they moved out like Anthony Averett, Brian Amik Robinson, then he would move outside and then Rocky Sin would stay outside. And then he would Amico rotate like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would okay. rotate like that. Gotcha. Okay. So he's playing both both spots. That yeah. that's fun to know. That's good. That's great to know. Because to me, that sounds like they're going to try to feature Nate Hobbs this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's going. It's yeah. definitely going to be. It's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. The yeah. Thing, uh, vi- go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, f- finish your thought because I'm moving on to something else. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Vinny Bustle, he actually asked me on um, the radio. He asked me if he could see Nate Hobbs being moved around as a matchup, and I was like, I mean, the way they're moving around in in, in camp, I mean. Maybe they see him that way. So, and I was even talking about like even because he's long enough to guard Travis Kelsey if he has the, the ability and stuff like that. He, he, you know, it's a matchup that they could work on. So I don't know. You know, well, the ma- the matchup is the physicality aspect. That's yeah. what the mat. That's what the matchup is for mm-hmm. uh, Nate Hobbs, right? Um, yeah. Especially like tackling on the perimeter, and you know, this is this Patrick Graham comes from. Here, I'm going to take this off while I talk about this. Okay. Patrick Graham comes from a cover two philosophy coverage wise. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you come from that philosophy, you want corners who could tackle Rocky Seen comes from Colts. They play a ton of cover two. He's already versed in that. You had Nate Hobbs in the nickel last year coming forward and tackling a lot as a linebacker. So these guys are already physical corners. You get in mm-hmm. that cover two. You want to get in that cover two when you're in base or whatever it is. You want a corner out there who could tackle, right? You don't want necessarily to put throw Meek Robertson out there or even Anthony Averett. These guys are kind of slender, smaller guys. Put an A Hobbs out there, and that's the matchup. You have the physicality at least. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I mean, and then we'll see how like what coverages they play and you know all that stuff. So we'll see about they, that. For they Hobbs. play prim- they play primarily cover two on um, Saturday. I know that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah. Man, man, yeah, man cover like like man and cover two a lot. So yeah. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to talk about this, uh, just the base personnel grouping, okay? If we look at this base personnel grouping, everyone has a backup except for Divine Diablo. Right? Mm-hmm. Divine Diablo listed at outside linebacker. He is a one-of-one one outside linebacker on this roster. Yeah. There's no others like him, Okay. Okay. So, to me, this seems like, okay, you get into that base personnel grouping. 
you don't have to change the rules of your defense, guess who's playing nickel? Divine Diablo. Interesting. And that's your base personnel (laughs) grouping. So to me, that's super interesting because (laughs) we're going to see Divine Diablo lined up like, okay, where is it going to be? This is going to be like, you know, is it going to be outside covering down? Is it going to be in the, you know, I think Divine Diablo, they have a role in in mind for this guy. And and he's the only one who, who can pull it off clearly. Okay. So, and because of his defensive back background, because he just got done playing safety at a high level, Power Five conference, ACC, tons of plays. Like he's played DB at a high level. You know, having him come and play maybe like a sub, you know, nickel linebacker role as a base personnel, I think that's right up his alley for sure. So that's something that jumped out at me. Uh, at me. Um, but I'm gonna let you take over. Do you have any other? Do you have, you have comments before uh, you know? Like, keep on going with this. Yeah, uh, I mean, that was a very interesting comment about uh, thought process. I thought he looked really good in the one-on-ones against running backs. So that was yes. Yes. really good in, that, in those drills. Um, you know, defense tackle is very some, you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's just not very – It's not. those names just aren't sexy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're just not, you know. There's, there's no excitement. Like you look at everywhere else, you're like there's a little bit of excitement everywhere else. Like yeah, Trayvon Warren, yeah, you know Nate Hobbs might take a next step. You know, Deion De- De- Diablo, Perryman, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, and you get the defense Did tackles. You like, uh, uh, <laughs> Did you uh, see? Did you see anything out of any of these guys? No, no, not. I mean, no. I, I mean Matthew Butler looked looked really dope in one on ones. He was eating people up. Yeah, other than that, not really. They're getting pushed yeah. around, bro. They're getting pushed around in the right game. I, you know, the linebackers did a lot of, a better job when they're trying to, you know, they try to do a lot of the crack tosses and stuff like that. They like to do. They're able to get around the corner, and the you know defensive ends plays well. I thought Koontz played well, and um, you know even Sean Bauer had some good uh, reps. Um, so that's my that's my sneaker right there, Sean Bauer. That's my. Uh, he was killing people one on ones, man. He was eating those. Eating those young boys up. <laughs> so he's my sleeper right there. Um, but I thought the linebackers looked really good. It's just a defensive tackle, man. It's just, whew. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with this. I'm not surprised to see Vernon Butler at the end of the depth chart, but I am surprised to see Jonathan Hankins and Neil Farrell back there. I think mm-hmm. that the one thing that those three players all have in common is that they're all like six foot four, 330 pounds. So either there's a conditioning thing going on right now, or those guys are just kind of like battling for like one spot, right? Yeah, I, I was yeah. Uh, Farrell Farrell wasn't getting like really any run with any first team, him or Matthew Butler. You know, Matthew Butler and them they were really behind. I would say the guys who are getting the most run with Billings, Vickers, and Peco. So that was the kind of the the ones for defense. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not gonna be as much as a rotation like they are with the offensive line. They're kind of just playing around with stuff a little bit. This is kind of more legit. Who's gonna be behind these guys? And this you know, not, yeah, not good enough. Not good enough. <laughs> so yeah, I, all all I'll say about this defensive line, I'll I'll say this about the defensive line. Okay, depth chart. There is a player who just got cut off the Miami Dolphins named Matthew. Uh, what's his name? Adam Butler, yes. Adam Adam Butler, not Matthew Butler. We got Matthew Butler. Adam Butler. I did a free agent tape don't lie breakdown. I think it was two years ago. I like the guy. He's a sick player. Oh, and he also played with the Patriots. I believe 
Um, Patrick Graham was his defensive line coach maybe like four or five years ago at one point in the, uh, during his career. So uh, I'm I'm hoping maybe they bring that guy in because he would instantly start on yeah. it. Like this is the, the cupboard is bare. Neil Farrell and Matthew <laughs> Butler need to start winning out and beating these guys out in front of them in a major way. So, I mean, we'll see how long it takes for them to turn the corner. But until then, inside inside is, I think, susceptible. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big question mark, man. Uh, they, they, they got no push either day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you're depending on Kyle Pecco and Kendall Vickers. You know, I mean, Andre James look like a superstar, bro. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. <laughs> I get past it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Um, okay. All right. So, dude, that's doom and gloom. But I think let's go back to the secondary. Okay. okay. We talked about Nate Hobbs already. We talked about Mika Robertson a little bit, but I think that this is going to be interesting because when – when when I watched Patrick Graham's defenses before, it would be getting into like a uh, nickel as their base, and it would be like a bigger nickel. A lot of times it would just be a safety, like Jabril Peppers as like the nickel, mm. right? Yeah. Or even mm. like Lo- even Logan Ryan would sometimes play that spot. Okay. Yeah. And those guys are safeties on the on the depth chart on the roster. You know they line up at safety in the game. They never line up outside, right? Okay. They are uh-huh. they are inside players. They're safeties. Okay. Yeah. And and then sometimes, you know, like a third and long or something like that, now they would bring in a real nickel, like an actual corner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think you you bring it up, okay, starting with Nate Hobbs and then mo- like in the slot and then moving to Nate Hobbs out to this outside and then getting Meek Robertson in, in the nickel. I think there's definitely gonna be a matchup that they're go- that they're gonna be after there. Yeah. And having both those personnel groupings, I think Meek Robertson, yeah, he's going to play nickel this year for sure. Book it. Yeah. He will be in there. It, not like starting every single game. There might be mm-hmm. even games where we don't even see Meek Robertson. It's possible. But just judging from like the games that I've watched with Patrick Graham, he will throw every single personnel grouping out there. We will see every single one ever known to man. So all we will see all these guys that are near the yeah. top of the depth chart. Yeah, uh, the other things as far as the safety goes that I want to talk about, obviously, Trayvon Merrick starting a pre-safety. Jonathan Abram got a lot of praise from Graham about, you know, just his maturity and work ethic and things that I think people don't usually ascribe to Jonathan Abram. Because of hard knocks, we saw a young guy being kind of brash and everyone made a judgment about him. Um, And, you know, so a lot of people, a lot of good things about Jonathan Abram. He's come in, it looks like Took, taking control of a strong safety position, so I'd like to, I, I'm glad to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, not not that beating out Deron Harmon and Roger Teamer is necessarily something I should give him too big of a battle pat on the back for. <laughs> um, but what's interesting here uh, is the back, and I it's that it's the back of the it's the back of the depth chart at the safety position. They will not keep more than five safeties, and if they keep five, that would be shocking. They'll probably keep four only, right? Yeah. So. These guys at the back, like Ontario Cole and Tyreek Gillespie, Matthias Farley, and Isaiah Palmau, are probably not. None of them are probably going to make the roster. But it's interesting to me that Quintario Cole is above Isaiah Palmau and up there with Tyreek Gillespie, who's a draft pick. I watched Quintario Cole um, after they took him as an undrafted free agent, 
Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I like this guy. This guy can move. Like, I like the way he moves. I like his footwork. He's a sound player, fundamentally sound. And then I, like, had to search for his pro day. And it was, like, the worst athletic <laughs> profile of any DB in the NFL. He ran, like, a 4.9 and he had, like, a 27-inch <laughs> uh, vert or something like that. It was horrendous <laughs> athletic profile, Okay. So yeah. the, the the guy is an, is not an NFL athlete, okay? I was doing better than that when I was in high school. So and I'm not an NFL athlete, so he's not like, like you know, it's questionable obviously, but he's yeah. up there with Tyree Gillespie. You know what I'm saying? And above Isaiah Polamau, whose uh uncle's the uh running back coach and you know and uh Triple Mall is, is his cousin or whatever. So yeah. Contario Cole, the terrible athletic profile is up there above those guys. So clearly those guys aren't making the roster. Uh, uh, see, I don't know. I, I mean, I think I'm saying Glipsy got, uh, uh, got a lot of play. And so, so did uh, Palomar. They play way more than Contiria Cole. I mean, you because uh, Roger Teamer's hurt right now, right? So he's not going to play. And, you know, him and John and Abram collided. Nobody knows what's wrong with, what's wrong with Teamer. He hasn't come back. So that has opened the door for all these safeties, right? So that that fourth position that you're talking about is open, and all right. uh, I think I think Gillespie has a chance to take it because they are giving him the chance to take it. He's the one who's getting the the run. He's the one getting the snaps to have that chance. But you know, Palomar's getting those snaps too. He's getting a couple of them. He's not getting a lot, but he's getting a couple of them. So all right. Um, so I like you know, Roger Teamer. Roger Teamer is hurt, so you might be right with with just the aspect of seeing that, but you know, what's happening on the field might be different because teamers out and Gillespie and Palomar are getting play. Notorious Crow is not getting play. I really didn't really notice him out there. Early, so, okay, good, good. <laughs> I'm glad if he made, if he made the final 53, I'd be pretty upset <laughs> at the depth level. Maybe, maybe he's, you know, he's beating the odds, man. Instincts, bro. You know, instincts. And I think like Roger teamer, like, that being your fourth guy, like that's your fringe guy. Someone beating him out, Tyree Gillespie, and him battling for that fourth friend. Like, yeah, that's solid safety depth in the NFL. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A guy who runs a four nine <laughs> being your fourth safety is like, okay, you can't find anyone better than that. No offense, my man, but like, it's scary. Okay. I'm uh, a fan of this team. I wish you success <laughs> on another team. Um, yeah. Right, so. Uh, also, when they cut down on Levitt, like that was like, okay, the depth is getting better, you yes. know. So, I think across the board, looking at this team, um, wide receiver, obviously, we talked about sick depth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think running back, that looks like a strong room. <laughs> yeah, it does. You, yeah. you could, if you went into that game, a game with your fourth running back, and then that's Amir Abdullah, shoot, yeah, I'm going for it, right? Yeah. yeah, but like that doesn't seem like that big a deal. Um, so the depth in the right back room, I think skill positions, it looks good. What about what about offensive line? How would you rate that? Depth? Uh, it's it's not that great, but I would say how many NFLs have how many NFL teams have great depth at the offensive line? I think you just have to have that main seven, and I think they got that main seven, and they they can kind of switch around, move around. It seems like there's a fight though. It's a it's going to be a fight for that seventy because it seems like there's about eight or nine guys, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the grass out. I think he might have a chance to make this team too and sneak on there. 
Um, I think they might keep like eight offensive linemen, though, eight or nine. So Yo, we'll yeah, see. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see how, how many they keep. But um, I think they're going to keep a, a good amount. But, you know, I think they're going to kind of keep with that same seven, though. That, that seven that you see with the Parham and Leatherwood and Parker, those are the main backups because Parham can fill in a bunch of different spots. Somebody goes down, you know, and they can work it around and work some other things around. So, you know. But yeah, I mean, as I'm saying, it just they got they got a lot of depth on this team. Probably one of the better Raiders teams you can see. So, in my opinion. All right, Petey, uh, any last thoughts before we get out of here, man? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think the depth on defense, I think it definitely um, is encouraging. Looking at Chandler Jones and Max Crosby on the outside, you know, stuff like that. Obviously, it's interior defense line. We already talked about it. We'll yeah. hop on it too much. That's the biggest question mark. You told me you're not seeing a lot of great things out of him in camp. That's what we're going to be watching preseason. You know, this game rolls around here on Thursday, right? That's what that's where I'm going to be watching on defense for sure. Um, by the by, the way, so uh, what are, what are, what are our plans for that? What are we going to do for that one? Uh, you know, we'll probably just do like a, some kind of live stream afterwards, something like that. Probably just do that, and then uh, you know, we'll do that, and then. Do some breakdowns of what we can get, I guess. You know what I mean? All right. So we'll see what we can get. We'll see. All right. uh, All right, guys. You guys already know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Pandasubs.com. Panda supplements. Discount code TDL for 35% off. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys later. Peace.